In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the edition of Ghost Chronicles on Toginet, Pararex, and beyond. That is if Ashley uh, Pararex. Ah, okay, anyways, I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. With me, my co-host, psychic investigator for the New England Ghost Project, the queen of pain, Maureen Wood. Hey, how you doing? Where the hell are you? <laughs> I'm out in Delaware. Delaware? Delaware. What's in Delaware? Oh, a lot of things. That Fort Delaware that I went to. My oh, that's freaky. Here. Yeah, that's freaky. Yeah. So I got to Fort Delaware, did some investigation about Cooch's Bridge or something, or Coach's Bridge, and that's kind of cool. What? Well, there's a place, Coach's Bridge, I guess it was a skirmish held off against the British on one of the bridges, and it was supposed to help give uh, time to Washington to get away with his troops, and it was the first time that the flag, um, the Stars and Stripes flag, I guess, was was actually, you know, waved, and supposedly there was a guy who, one of the militia that lost his head, and he walks around that bridge looking for it. What? I know. Anyway, that's my research. What can I say? So, did you go there? No. Oh, cool. <laughs> I haven't had a chance. I've been working. I'm glad you brought that up, you know? I know. Well, you asked me what's out there, and I'm telling you. Well, we have real exciting times here in uh, Massachusetts. Really? All the snow? No, no, no. Not that. <laughs> a, Why? a cow was born in the manger with a cross on its forehead. Ta-da! A what? A cow, a little baby calf, born in a manger with a cross in its forehead. Really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Now named Moses. Now named Moses. Yeah. Huh. So I guess he's a bull. (laughs) (laughs) Or there is no bull, whatever, anyway. Or a full of bull, who knows. So anyway, that's that's my little story. Oh, and you're sticking with it? Yeah, I mean, we, we... you noticed all the signs lately, you know. Right. Well, maybe because we really need them. Aha. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, and of course we have the great uh, global warming uh, uh, thing going on out there in uh, Copenhagen or someplace out in Europe. Okay. And we all know about global warming, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know about Massachusetts, but... <laughs> <laughs> Can't see it from our end. Well, you know what they did is they uh, actually hacked it headquarters out there and stole like a thousand emails and it's very very damaging to the global, global warming community really so, oh yeah yeah how the high data and all this stuff so anyway but it was it was a cute line last night uh one of the one of the late night guys said it was something like uh uh you know globing warm globing too bad for uh al gore globing warming warming global was, warming was debunked uh, by the internet, which Al Gore invented. What the internet or global warming? Oh, <laughs> whatever. No. This conversation's going nowhere fast, fast. Exactly. Fast. So, what's the deal? What's been going on? Well, I'm waiting for our guest to call in because our guest is uh, calling from far, far, far away, and I don't see it. And, uh, what I'm concerned a little bit about is uh, the uh, time. They're about five hours different. 
So we got someone calling from England. Where? The other way. The other way. The other way. Really? But who is it? I don't know. You I'm don't know. Name. I'm not going to give his name out unless he calls it. Oh, sure. He ever found plug him. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> but anyways, we have a great show next week. <laughs> oh, well, that's lovely. Yeah. Well, you know, what's really funny is is I have a uh, a, a friend of ours who you have not seen in probably uh, like 100 years by the name of Vicki Monroe. Oh, yeah. Actually, um, I got her Facebook um what do you call it? Communication from her. God, you're starting to talk, talk like me now. Isn't that awful? I know. Well, I'm trying to get my glasses because I can't see anything. And it was on the other table. Sorry. But no, <laughs> I, I got a uh, Facebook response or communication. And she just started her Facebook. And, and um, you know, to, for, I guess from advertising and so forth. So it's kind of cool. For those who don't know Vicki Monroe, it's, it's, she is a, a medium, psychic medium. Yes, yeah, from Maine. What are you doing? You're making all kinds of like weird noises. Sorry, it's on my phone. And you better be nice to her this time. I'm always nice to her. You are not. You call her the, I don't know, flannel something. Flannel blonde. Flannel blonde. And that got her mad last time, so better be good. Well, yeah, because she's, a, what, a redhead for Maine? <laughs> redhead for Maine. I'm just so reminding why, you what not Why not a flannel blonde? I mean, it only made sense to me, you know. Uh, yeah, so anyway. well, Yeah, let's not go there. All right. So I think what I'm going to do, if, if if Ashley is listening, and Ashley, Ashley, who don't know, people don't know, is our producer for our show. So hopefully Ashley is listening, and if she does, then maybe we can have her play a commercial, and I'll give a quick shout-out to uh, this special guest that we're supposed to have on. But evidently she's not listening. <laughs> the voice of God. Voice of God. But yeah, you guys can't hear it. But <laughs> that's why we say the voice. That's why we call it the voice of God because the we're the only ones that hear it. Yeah, we're yeah when we're doing the show, we're the only ones that hear it. Although we talk about it, so then it's really right, right, messing it up. But anyway, right, right. It's like not like our days back at WCM when you were uh, right the, there. Yeah, right there. I know. But uh, you know, you know, I miss old Mark. He was uh, he was interesting. Really? Mark was our producer. How's Mark he doing, was, though? I haven't talked to him in a while. I know you did. Yeah, we, we, you know what? We're awful reminiscent here. Don't we have something to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that um, yeah. for those so, who don't know, we have a new book we're working on. Yes, we do have a, a new book. We can announce that, right? We have a yep. new book that's coming out in Halloween next year. Again. And it, it is uh, from a different publisher this time, and it's a different type of book. So we're excited about it, and we'll we'll get give people the details a little later. Uh, we had a great investigation uh, this past uh, month up in Maine, which was cool. Oh, I also want to uh, mention that we will be doing a ghost hunt in February down at the uh, vault in Salem. Now, the vault is a bank. Uh, it's, now it's an active church, but it, it, the building itself was a, a vault. And part of the ghost hunt, we actually locking people in the vault and doing EVP sessions, which will be kind of uh, different. It will be very different. I'm, I'm kind of really excited about that one. And also beneath the building is a series of tunnels and so forth. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, also in February, I start my paranormal study group at the Circles of Wisdom in Andover. Oh. And it will be every third Tuesday of the month. So... Uh, That'll be kind of cool. I'm looking forward to that as well. So, what do you got planned? What do I have planned? Uh, I don't know. Just working to get through the holidays right now. Oh, I meant to tell you. We had a great show on Tuesday with Richard Felix. We have this guy who is a underwater paranormal investigator. Really? And if, if you haven't seen the show, I think you ought to listen to it. it I'm sure it's archived on Tuesday Net. Uh, it's definitely interesting. He has his opinion. That's all I can say. Uh, it was a great show. I got a lot of great comments on it, but uh, he's definitely worth uh, listening to. He uh, has his opinion. What's that mean? He has his opinion about a lot of different things. Some of them I agree with and some of them I don't. Okay. But anything will work fine, Ashley. Thank you very much. And then I will call this guy and we'll get things rolling. Anyway. 
Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Then you'll get specific. 
Pacific. What about Atlantic? <laughs> I said Pacific, not Pacific. So nice try, though. I don't know. I, I really don't. I don't know. I mean, I think it's a great idea, but uh, I don't. I definitely want predictions. I want to know what the hell is going to happen next year. Where should I put my money? That's what I want to know. Am I what money? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> well, all these millions are going to be getting for royalties on this book. Okay, maybe yeah. you should start with what, you know, where am I going to get my money and then go from there. <laughs> Actually, maybe I should get my cards now and see if uh, uh-huh. where my money is coming from. You should. Why don't you pull a card for me, by the way? Wait, what's that got to do with ghosts? Um, does it matter if it has to do with ghosts? Yes. Yeah, I don't have my cards with me, and your guest decided to do a no-show. So. Yeah, well, you know, beyond, and honest but truly, it's a five-hour distance difference, and I don't think they can tell time out there, you know. I mean, maybe their clocks run backwards. Maybe they don't have daylight savings time. Listen, maybe, listen, if you say you're going to be on, you're on. I'm yeah, sorry. Know. You know, in all the years and years that, that we've been doing the radio show, we've been doing it for, I don't know, what, six years now? Mm-hmm. From all the way back to CCM, or probably at least six years, but maybe longer, I don't know. Um... We've only had, I'm trying to think about what, three people that, that did a no-show? Um, I don't know. I'm not counting. Should, should we give out names? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I will get, oh, I will be getting my money. you got to love this one. What? From uh, Self-Reliance. Huh? Self-Reliance. I drew my car from Self-Reliance. In other words, oh. I'll be getting money uh, if I depend on myself. Exactly. If I depend on others, I'll be broke. I'll be pissing in the windows, they say. Oh, that's nice to say on the radio. Okay, and you'll be getting your money from... Ha! <laughs> what? Same job you're in now. Thanks. Okay, so there you go. So anyways, what's the story on this bridge out there? I mean, I, that's one of the things. I have never investigated the bridge. Uh, we had this, um, as I mentioned before, we did have this guy on uh, Tuesday night on Coast Chronicles International on Tuesday afternoon, depending on which side of the pond you're on. Uh, and he did a, an underwater dive at a bridge that had collapsed and all these people died. And he actually saw these light anomalies coming out of the... Uh, anomalies? Yeah, those two. Coming out of the water, which was kind of neat. Now, I've always wanted to do a, a bridge. I mean, up here, Emily's Bridge is like a big thing. I mean, I don't know if it's just like... In Vermont, right? Emily's yeah. Bridge. Oh, actually, we did do a bridge. We did uh, uh, the one in Gettysburg. What was that one? Uh, oh, God, I can't remember. But it used to be a, a hospital. Hello? I can't remember. You can't remember. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, my God. Saxbridge. Yeah, you're getting to be like me. That's Did scary. I just think of it? Yeah. Saxbridge. But um, that's the bridge that Leo had captured the EVPs of the groaning man. Right. Right? Um, and it was like kind of hearing, you know, you heard the wind, so it wasn't the wind because it was right kind of, you know, different sounding. It wasn't the same. And you could hear the groaning of someone saying, help me. So that was pretty interesting. And, you know, when we went back there this last time in August, um, we went and we were taking pictures, and Clay had picked up some pictures and um, Riley captured something on the film. And the thing was is that, like, two or three people were taking different pictures from different angles, and all in the same location they got some kind of weird light anomaly that was there. So, really? yeah, and it was uh, it was a little different on each one. So I thought it was kind of interesting because that was the spot that there was a lot more what felt like a lot more energy anyway. Really? Really. So you never know. You have to keep your mind and, you know, your heart open, I guess. I, I just don't, you know. Uh... Oh, don't give me that bull crap about you don't go for orbs. Because, you know, it depends on what's going on at the same time, too. No one yeah. said, just like you, you have a comment, you know, that you say before, like, oh, I don't believe in orbs and, and then the next statement is telling, well, it depends on what's going on at the same time, because you say, even though you can hmm. recreate something, right? Yes. And pretend or whatever and say, oh, yeah, like, for instance, spraying perfume behind a door, and, oh, yeah, you're able to recreate that by spraying uh-huh. perfume. But at the time it happened, there was no dwarf or something behind a door spraying perfume, you know? Uh-huh. So it's the same yeah, with is this, is this the same person that told me that signs are an important thing because they mean something, but if I told her about... Somebody's seeing Jesus Christ in an iron, and uh, the virgin in a 
thing that that's all poo-poo because... It's not necessarily that it's poo-poo. I was, well, in, a, I was in a mood said. anyway. Yeah, so I mean... <laughs> but you that, always with those things. I do believe. I do believe in, um, you know, different signs and angelic gifts and so forth, but I am skeptical too, and I think that that's what makes me, you know, I think wrong and what I do is because I'm not going to be ungrounded all the time. I will actually go just like everyone else when we go out and investigate and I'm going to look for other reasons for things to happen too because if you don't, you know, there's many people who are into the paranormal that if they're, you know, metaphysical, let's just say, that if they're, they believe everything is metaphysical, you know what I'm saying? Right. So everything and you tend to get lost in that. You know, you tend to lose your grounding, you lose your balance. So I think it's always good to question. Yeah. So just because I say that, you know, I would have to see it myself to believe it, why is that any different than anybody else telling me that? I guess. Uh, speaking of uh, prophets and so forth, I, I want to add this from the Pararex uh, chat room. Uh, Dave is going to have on his show uh, Sunday a, a guy that refers to himself as a prophet. So a prophet, I don't know if Profit meaning making money or profit meaning? No, I'm sure it's not a profit making money. You want to bet? <laughs> you know, not that he's not trying How to. How much does charge for reading? You don't know that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Sunday, the prophet John Hogue will be on uh, the show uh, on Pararex, uh, Dave's show. Uh, I'll be damned if I can remember the name. I believe it's Caps, uh, I think. That's good. That'd be interesting. Yeah, so Sunday, if Dave was the uh, time and everything on, I'll, I'll announce this. But anyways, so anyways, uh, prophets, uh, seers, uh, are they all psychics? You know, and it goes back to Greeks and the old oracles, you know, where they go in, they smell the, the gases coming up from the grounds, and then they have visions, and there you go. Okay. There you go. What's that supposed to mean? It goes to show you that they've been around for years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're in the Bible too, right? Sure. Both good and bad, depending on what Bible you read. Hello? Yeah, I'm listening. I'm typing at the same time. Oh, that's it. nice. Really? Yeah, well, you know, I, I can't do much. So anyways, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Or, down uh, too? I, I'm, whatever. <laughs> So let, let me ask you this. Let's go back to our investigation. This is supposed to be a good show. Let's talk about ghosts. Okay. Uh, let's talk about that that investigation we just did with up in May. Okay. Now, what did you take away from that? I mean, it, it, we spent the night there till like three in the morning. Uh, the name of the show is Caps Radio. It is Sundays at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and we're gonna they're gonna have uh, Tom and uh, David gonna have the Prophet uh, John something or other, Hogue or something. So if you guys want to know what the future lies, and you can't wait for our special show in a couple of weeks, then you can go on uh, Caps Radio. I'll do both. Anyways. So, uh, so what did I take away from that investigation? Right. We, we were talking about investigation. We did it up in Maine, which was a 110-room hotel, and I thought that was really interesting. You know, I thought it was very interesting. Um, I was a little taken off guard, I think, at first. Um just because I, uh, we went, you know, room by room. We waited a little while because it took so long to fill up, you know, to actually get everything wired, like we said a few weeks ago. Right. We, week. we didn't actually start the investigation until 11 o'clock at night. Right, till 11 o'clock. So, right. Um, but walking through, you know, at first it was like, ah, you know, I'm feeling energy, but not, you know, not extreme amounts. And then we went into um, the next room, and I'm, I want to say it's like a sitting area. And... When we were walking in there, I started feeling energy, and of course, you know, start choking. And I think we mentioned it though um, before, but it just—it was very bizarre. And I'm still working that out in my head to the fact that it was almost as if somebody grabbed me by the collar and pulled me back. You know, when somebody was going to hand me that water, and it just blew my mind because I thought, you know, why were they doing that? I didn't get the impression why. I just knew it was—they did not want me to to get the water from Kathy. So. No, oh, it's just a little strange. And, and also, I, you know, for anybody who knows I had the surgery a couple of years ago, or a year ago, rather, I don't want to be falling on the floor with my hip, right? And here I am, like, flying backwards, you know, nearly falling on my keister, and, and thought, this isn't a good, very good idea. <laughs> so no, I was totally caught off guard. 
Yeah, it, it, I, you know, I don't know. I almost think that it was like, hey, like, pay attention to me, and it was their time, and by me going to stop it and take the water, it was almost they were getting a little upset because it was like, you know, you know you should be paying to me, not, not stopping, paying attention. So that wasn't, um, you know, the best feeling. But, you know, as we went on for the night, you know, we did meet up with that nasty guy. We ended up walking through the, the rest of the hotel Um, You know, it it was very interesting. I think there's a lot of paranormal, a lot of spiritual activity that's going on in there. Um, Spiritual? What do you mean by spiritual? Well, I don't think it's like all nasty either. When I say spiritual too, you know, there were, I did feel um, Native American. So I think that that's where I'm thinking spiritual because I could feel that energy from them, um, from the, the Indian or Native American that was there. It was a more of a peaceful kind of, you know, energy from that, that area and that land. And I don't know if you know, but... I don't know if you know? Well, I'm going to tell you now. Okay. Um, When you guys left the next morning after breakfast, Mm -hmm. um, you took off, and basically myself, um, you know, Amy and Betty stayed. Now, for anybody who, you know, doesn't know, my girlfriend Betty and Amy, they're very into shamanic healing. Um, Although I had taken shamanic classes and doing shaman work, it's been a while, right? And they're... um, very deep into that. Well, because we had our our meetup, you might say, with that Native American, and we did find out later from the owner that that property was, in fact, a settlement for the Native Americans before anything was even built on there. Yeah. Um, and so what we did is we went down near the water and did kind of a like a blessing, a ceremonial blessing, when everybody was gone. So we asked permission of the owner. We asked permission, you know, not the owner, one of the guys that were there. We said, oh, do you mind if we go down to the down near the water. I'm like, oh, sure, go ahead, not a problem. So we kind of spent a good half an hour there doing kind of a a blessing, which I thought was really nice because I got to kind of be involved in something I haven't done in a while. And it was just very, so maybe that's part of my enhancement of spirituality because it felt very, you know, the energy felt very good, very, you know, very clean down there. Um, I, Leslie asked a question, too. She said, was it energy or did he present himself when he pulled you back? Um, I don't think it was... I, don't, I can't say it was that guy who pulled me oh, back. Oh, no, it wasn't. Which, no, that wasn't there. That was something else, right? Yeah, that was something else. Yeah. Um, the nastiness, the nasty guy, he really didn't hurt me other than, you know, I channeled him a little. Um, and he was just visually seeing what he was doing to other women or the other woman, Rose, we got picked up. But I, I, I don't think I had enough of a connection to the spirit downstairs when we first started to know who it was at first. You know, we were just kind of tapping into who it was, and then I started coughing and feeling the energy of someone that had passed, you know, with the problem with their lungs and so forth. But that was all we got to, I think. I don't remember knowing who it was. So, um, yeah, I mean, even I, uh, I had that strange experience at the end of the hall with the Indian yeah, like you were getting, the, which was interesting because you didn't even know either that oh, I didn't. you were getting pains in your side. And right. we were feeling that, oh, here he is again. And then Amy looked at me because she had said downstairs, you know, geez, I'm getting a pain in my side. And I think, and that's when he was saying that he was, he was actually, that's how he died. He was, a knife had gone under his rib cage. And, you know, neither one of you actually, because I had said that to her downstairs, and then I said it upstairs, and you, you know, you were kind of picked up on that. Because I think you didn't realize it either that that's what had really we were picking up on. So, and she kept saying too, like she kept saying, "Oh, my side's hurting." So she said it at a different time. You were running around with Clay and Jim setting things up when we were sitting downstairs, and there was um, spirits that were coming through, like pretty much, you know, talking to us while we were waiting. Um, it was almost as if they were eager to get going because we were taking so long. So. Yeah. You know what? You know it's Yeah. I, I really, you know, it's interesting where I, when I had that a physical, actual physical experience, which, you know, I find interesting. Uh, I mean, I had no idea what was going on at the time. All I know is that my side hurt. This was going on. And this is when we were making contact with the Indian, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. He, we were making contact with him. Um, so, uh, yeah, they want to know where the investigation was. Uh, we can't say. We can't say? No, we can't say. Okay, we won't say. You won't, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Larold, you can't say yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was what the Native American spirit, and you know, it was just really cool because some of the things that were coming out, the owner was standing there and was basically saying, you know, um, 
the name, like, uh, when we were waiting, he was waiting downstairs along with everyone else, and the name Charlie, I kept hearing, where's Charlie, where's Charlie, haven't seen him in a while. And I could see somebody standing. I didn't get his good look, but I could see as if somebody was standing near a front desk. So I asked the the uh, owner, and I'm like, you know, this might sound kind of crazy, but is there someone that works here named Charlie? Because he... Oh, time for break. See you later. Okay. Jody Olson is a frugalitarian on Togedown, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays. This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On The Frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion savvy, and earth friendly, showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing. I'm speaking from experience. I live on a beautiful farm where I take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low rent. For more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not, go to thefrugalitarian.com. Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Inspiring women to be true to themselves. Get ready for Tracy Porter Radio on toginet.com. 2 p.m. Central, Wednesdays, starting November 4th. Tracy Porter, lifestyle, home and fashion designer, inspiring women from all over the world with their fashionably eclectic goods, savvy tips, style advice, and encouraging spirit. TracyPorter.com is home to her designer products and voice to thousands of women who flock to Tracy's daily blog for a daily dose of pure Tracy. And now she's coming to Toginet. All of Tracy's enchanting goods can be found at TracyPorter.com and her nationally sought-after mail catalog, Tracy Porter. Plus, you can find her here on Toginet. Tracy's awards, appearances, and accolades are too numerous to mention here. So, ladies, you've just got to come to be inspired, too. With Tracy Porter Radio, inspiring women to be true to themselves, to let their passions lead. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, starting November 4th on toginet.com. Mind Matters is the show that dares to ask what's on your mind. Take this opportunity to join Dr. Larry Ross, clinical psychologist and Joan Duhane, licensed clinical social worker, as they combined have over 50 years of experience in dealing with your mind. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Toginet Radio. We're back. We yeah, are back. <laughs> Okay, so I totally lost track of what I was saying. Anyway, where were we at? So, guess what? Can you hear that music? No. Oh, damn. Hi. Heard that, right? No. Oh, anyways. Without further ado, why don't we bring on our guest? (laughs) Preston, you there? I am here, guys. Aloha. All the way from Hawaii, and guess what? It was a uh, mix-up in the time, so I, I do apologize because more than likely it's my fault, and if it isn't my fault, I'm going to get blamed anyway, so <laughs> I'll just take it. That's good. Uh, we'll blame you. Preston, uh, you by yourself? Yes, I am. Okay, and where are you? We are in um, a little town, Oahiwa, on Oahu, on the island of Oahu. Isn't that awesome or what? That yes, is it awesome. Is. I was yes, just talking is. about Oahu today. Oh, yes, and we're we're um, freezing right now at about 65 degrees. Oh, oh you're oh, evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a poor person. Now, now the na- name of your group is? Our name of the group is um, the Hawaiian Island Ghost Hunters, but we also are a nonprofit under the Hawaiian Island Paranormal Research Society. Very good. And uh, one of the reasons I have you on the show is because, you know, a lot of times we don't really think about ghost hunting in Hawaii, but uh, also this week was the anniversary, of course, of Pearl Harbor. Correct. And so what I would want to know, and that's going to be my first question coming out of my little mouth, is, is Pearl Harbor haunted? We've heard a lot of claims and a lot of stories. Uh Uh-huh. Um, a lot, a lot involving um, military type folk, um, battleships, airplanes, and we actually conducted an investigation on an undisclosed site on Ford Island, but we Ooh. turned up nothing on that night. Really? 
Yes. So why don't you talk a, a little bit, uh, before we, we get into some of the, the places you have investigated, uh, tell us a little bit about your group, how it got started, and, you know, I mean, is those not that big in Hawaii or, or, or not? Well, Hawaii has a lot of um, legend and folklore. Um, a lot of the ghost stories and whatnot are tied to back in the ancient Hawaiian days. So much like the, the Indian burial grounds up in the mainland. Right. So, right. So um, that's what actually start, sparked my interest hearing the, the stories being told from my, my elders, my grandmother, my aunts and whatnot, um, because um, I'm Hawaiian. So we hear I all the traditions. I was going to ask you, are you you're native Hawaiian, so you, you answered my question before I even said it, so you must be thank you as well. <laughs> I have ESPN. Ah, <laughs> my type of guy. <laughs> but yeah, so um, um, it was something that I've been looking into since I was just getting out of high school. I'm looking into ghost photographs, EVP, and whatnot. Um, and then, of course, you know, at that time we had no way to, you know, to do anything with that until. Um, ghost hunters came along. Then once um, Taps came along with that with their TV show, then you know we've seen that hey, you know this is a way that we can alleviate our questions and try and get some answers and see if you no know, ghosts are actually real because we've had it, personal experiences, right? But I mean, there was no way to prove it. You know, it's just stories like everyone else has. Right. So you you, you started your group to document it. Is, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so uh, my brother and I, my brother-in-law and I, Blaze, uh, my fellow co-founder, we we live together in the same household, um, and he's experienced stuff in the past also, but we've also experienced um, stuff in our house, and we didn't mention it to each other. You know, we were just like, oh, okay, you know, it's something. Until one day we sat down, and I believe we were watching Ghost Hunters, and we started talking about, you know, th- um, things that we started experiencing then. Next thing you know, like, you, you seen that also? i seen that also, you know? And, you know, we just went from there. Yeah, you know, that's really interesting because that's, I, I find, very, very prevalent in the paranormal. People won't bring up the conversation, but if you bring it up, they've all got a story. Exactly. So then how long have you been um, doing the investigation? Uh, we've been conducting serious investigations for... Going on two years. Okay. And but, how, um, how many people in your group? Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. no. Um, we have six people in the group right now. Okay. Six people in the group? Correct. I thought uh, you said 64. Oh, no, six. <laughs> six. Oh, that'll be a little too much for this small island. <laughs> Probably half the population. Now, let me ask you this. Have you been able to capture anything on video or EVPs, or um, what have you been able to, to pick up from some of the places you've gone to? Mm, nothing on video so far. Of course, you know, we, we all know that, that that would be the gold mine right there. Um, nothing on still picked. We've had, I mean, almost every investigation we've picked up EVPs. Really? Now, what is one of the strangest ones that you've picked up? Well, um, for some reason... They like to call out my brother's my brother-in-law's name, which is Blaze. So we had on three separate occasions, um, in places that he's never set foot in before, and they've called out his name. Interesting. Now, is it someone maybe attached to him following him? You know, we we don't know. We don't know because <laughs> uh, he had a certain he, he worked for the ME, the medical examiner, for one year. Uh huh. So we had we had oh, a little really? joke going on that people were following him home. They probably were. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that, that is extremely interesting that he worked for a medical examiner. Uh, it, Has he had any strange things going on around him that he's noticed? Not really. Where he grew up, he, he had footsteps going through his house. He never saw an apparition or anything. While he was at work, not, no paranormal activity going on. I mean, he had a situation where he was, he was out on a case and all his electronics went dead. But that was that was the most that happened to him. Interesting. Interesting. Now, now, now you know what's funny is, is that I have a friend who works for the uh, state police, and he's a crime scene investigator, and he takes photographs. And all the years and years and years of photographs he's taken, he's never got anything that couldn't be explained away. Isn't that amazing? Right, right, right. Yeah, we so, find. I mean, it's it's. I mean, oh, we we take. 
on a, on our usual case, our usual case, we take maybe about 300 to 400 pictures each person. Oh wow! And we catch nothing, and it's like wow, you know. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, but let me ask you this: Are you just taking pictures? Are you hesitating when you take them? I mean, um, is anybody there sensitive in your group that maybe you could? I hate to say the word, uses bait. No, we don't. We don't. We don't work with sensitives. We do have um, someone that we, in the spirit of research, that we want to um, try and work with because um, we're, I mean, pretty. We're pretty much scientifically based. Okay. You know, even though we have our um, our um, superstitions and whatnot, that's all put on the side when we do our investigation. Be careful, Preston. Marlene's a medium. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's fine. I mean. Yeah, but no, but um. For me personally, on, on my spiritual side, my great-great-great-grandma was a kahuna, which is, um, I guess, American terminology, terminology like a shaman or a witch doctor. Right, right. But um, so I feel that's somewhere in me. But as I said, for, for our investigation side, nothing that I can really use because I can't say like, oh, yeah, I felt this cold spot right here and there's no way to prove it, you know? So you actually do it scientifically, and you discount all your spiritual methods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, we, <laughs> we try to be as scientific as possible. I mean, we're not scientists, but we do it right. scientifically based. Right, right, right. Yeah, I might recommend that you might try to bring someone out once in a while. Only if you if you are doing just scientifically based, then that'll give you different data that you could actually correlate and try to see if you get any different findings when you bring someone out. Exactly. Exactly. My point for the spirit of research. And I mean, we That's never right. know what we might come across. You never know. Exactly. And we, we, uh, we actually have a question in the chat room from uh, Leslie. and She wants to know, I, I know you guys get some big waves coming up there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you, you think like, for instance, the tidal energy and all that energy will, is there an increase of paranormal activity? Or do you find that in, in the past? I'm not going to say that because you would not running out there now and check it. But in the past, has there been, for instance, when there has been a, a, a lot of big waves, have you noticed an increase in paranormal activity or stories or, or sightings or anything? Not so much. We do find that um, for some reason there is a, a spike in activity during the winter months. And really? that, of course, is, is the months where we have the big waves. Huh. Um, and, you know, being that we're surrounded by water, I mean, there's a lot of negative ions floating around on the islands, and um, one of our theories is negative ions um, help to fuel paranormal activity. All right, that that sounds interesting. Now, let me ask you this, because uh, Richard Felix, who's my co-host uh, on Ghost Chronicles International, he has this uh, theory of his that uh, all ghosts are results of religious... Uh, uh, activity. Uh, so he says that's why you never see Native American ghosts. Uh, are there reports of, of Native Hawaiian ghosts? Let me ask yes, you there is. Yes, there, there is. is. And there's there's actually a lot of stories. And one of them is um is about um we call them night marchers. Night marchers. Yeah, yeah, night marchers. And what they are, they are the the entities of the um, processions that used to go on when the chiefs of the villages used to um, go on either to battle or down to the ocean to bathe. And they would be, um, the chief would be um, preceded by a whole bunch of guards and their, their servants and their, their priests and whatnot, all holding torches and um, announce, playing drums to announce their coming. So there are many of reports of people seeing that, especially when they're out hunting in the woods or out camping. Really? Yeah, and there's actually people, um, because this island is so small, I mean, there were villages all over the place. You don't know where burial grounds were because, pe you know, people used to just bury their family right on their, their property, um, on their land. So fast forward into nowadays, people are building structures where they don't know where things are. And some people report, oh, yeah, I, I saw a seven-foot guy in a loincloth with a headdress on standing in front of my bed. Ooh, that'll be enough to scare you. Oh yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I find this fascinating because now I have something to go back to uh, Richard Whitfield. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we know, I mean, there are no, there's nothing that we know for certainties, right? 
Exactly. Um, you know, even doing, as we talked before you had come on, is that is, is always questioning no matter what you get. Even doing medium work as I do, I'm always wanting to, to you know, get verification, yes. And then on the other hand is make sure that we check and verify on other ends that it's, it's nothing of natural occurrences, you know, that it could be something that's paranormal. Exactly. You know, we've got to do that because if not, someone else is going to do it for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what did you... Oh, go ahead, Ron. Sorry. No, go ahead. So what does your family think about... Now, you said that you and it's you and your brother-in-law, right? That's in the Correct. group, too? Yes. Um, what did your family believe of you when you started doing the investigation? Mm, they, they thought we were pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but my wife, my wife is totally supportive. She knows about... Um, how spiritual I am because of my Hawaiian side. Mm-hmm. And um, my brother-in-law, um, his wife, my sister-in-law, joined the group. <laughs> now, see, that's great because then, you know, it, it actually, it's not as much stress, I think, on a relationship. Because yeah, exactly. <laughs> you spend more time together, right? Well, sometimes too much time is not too good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I'm complaining now, I hear. So, so where do your cases come from, Preston? Excuse me? Where do, where do your cases come from, the cases that you investigate? Um, we're pretty much word of mouth. You know, um, we, we have our website up. Um, we've, Which we've is, been, why, why don't you give your website out while you mention it? Our website is www.hawaiianislandghosthunters.com. Very good. So, yeah, and we, we got that up, and we were fortunate, fortunate enough to have some... Um, interviews in the newspapers and, you know, we had some articles going out because we find for some reason down here in the islands, we're a little behind the times um, when, you know, compared to the mainland. So like right now, there's a big boom in paranormal in the mainland. I mean, there's shows popping up here and there, Mm -hmm. whereas down here, it's a little bit more slower and catching on. Um, A lot of the people are still back in the, in the old ways where this type of activity is, to the family or close friends because people don't want to be viewed as, you know, psychologically disturbed or, you know, you guys are crazy. There's no such thing as ghosts, that type of stuff going on. Actually, oh, I'm sorry. Actually, we have a question for you. Um, Mm -hmm. We have someone, Leslie, that's on the chat room that said she heard that if you take rocks home from the island that you curse with bad luck and there are many superstitions on the island, do natives find out what Preston does or do they think it's taboo? Yes, it actually is. Um, the Hawaiians respected everything, um, rocks, trees, grass, almost everything was tied to a god, or they would consecrate lands, um, especially Heiau, they were the old worship grounds, they'd consecrate those lands, they'd, and they'd tie all their energy into everything, rocks, trees, everything, so if you remove a rock, you're essentially removing a piece of either a person or a god. So there's actually many of reports, and my, mo- my mother is um, she's one of the executives at one of the hotel chains down here, and she gets a lot of rocks returned. Does she? Oh, really? They, they return it, and they say, please return this to the exact same spot. They'll say where they got it from, and they'll say they had a run of bad luck, broken legs, illnesses that Uh-oh. can be explained by doctors. Unfortunately, sometimes um, there were some cases of death. No way, really? Yeah. Maybe I should return that sand I have from Hawaii. Oh, please, you don't have no sand from Hawaii. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. I actually do. I have a whole whole jar of uh, that uh, lava sand that they have in Hawaii, you know, the colored beaches there, whatever it is. Yeah, but did you pick it up yourself? Yeah, sure. Yeah, when? <laughs> It's not so bad. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Preston, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Preston, I, I, I don't know how true is this, but I, I heard uh, that when there's a lot of developing that's going on when they're bu- building highways or, or uh, whatever, uh, they're, they're having a lot of difficulty because of kind of something what you mentioned before, that they used to bury their dead just about everywhere. And so they're actually cutting through a lot of these, these grounds that uh, are sacred grounds. Yes, exactly. Our newest, um, our newest freeway, which we only have three on the island, <laughs> 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 but our newest freeway was built over, um, it was built through a valley, which was a, a sacred valley, 
Um, it's called Halava Valley. And there were many burial sites, many hail. And I guess they felt that it needed the, that freeway needed to be built because it goes right through the middle of the island. So they just went ahead and did it. Um, and there were a lot of accidents that happened. Um, during the building process, people actually died. People, I mean, got, they were, I mean, a whole slab. One of the stories I heard, a whole slab, a whole section of freeway fell down and crushed two people, which shouldn't have happened. Um, a lot of accidents happened, normal um, vehicle accidents, and, it's, and people are tying it because of um, the freeway is cursed because of they built on the consecrated land. Now, does anybody ever see um, any spirits, you know, kind of walking around that area? Not that I heard of yet. Not that I heard, because the freeway is very, um, it's, it's pretty highly elevated off of the ground. Oh, okay. All right. You know, what's interesting is, is there is a similar uh, stretch down south where uh, they cut through supposedly some sacred ground, and there are stretches of haunted highway, believe it or not. Mm. So I guess it's not indigenous to Hawaii, but I understand because of the size of the area that it's, uh, you know, it's difficult. When they do build those freeways, do they do any, like, cleansing ceremonies or, or appeasement ceremonies at all? They try to, but um, not too much of the Hawaiian people want to do it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Because then they might be responsible for whatever bad luck, right? Exactly, exactly. And it's, I mean, it, the land belongs to the Hawaiians, and, you know, they just don't, don't, don't feel that they should, they should do it. Hmm, that's very interesting. I mean, even as far as that road, that's why I asked if someone went through, because there is a road that's in, I want to say, in Europe that is one of the longest stretches of roads, I guess, that um, they've seen. You know, there's a lot of accidents because they've seen Roman soldiers, for instance, marching across and almost like waist-high going through the tower, walking across the street. Wow. And people will, you know, will will slam on their brakes or they get up and get in accidents because at first they think there's people walking across the road. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah there's actually, there is actually a story about, um, it's mostly on the big island. Um, that's where um, Madame Pele, the uh, volcano goddess, yep. she, she settled there. But there's many stories where people would be driving down the, the black, dark freeway and see a lady walking, and you're supposed to pick her up. Really? But if you don't, you pass her, she'll show up again. Pass her, she'll show up again until you pick her up. And if you don't pick her up, then something bad's supposed to happen. Your car is supposed to die out, and you'll be stuck out there in the middle of nowhere. Really? So you've never tried this theory then? Never tried it. Never seen her. <laughs> I'd pick her up, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I don't a, know if your wife would like that. but Sounds like a job for me. Yeah. <laughs> Ron and a goddess. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Oh, brother. I mean, a, another <laughs> goddess besides Jan. Yeah, well, Gina, yeah, no way. Not another goddess, trust me. Poor Jan, St. Jan, his wife. You don't want to do that to her. Or anyway. <laughs> so uh, do you have any uh, interesting, well, let me ask you this thing. We always ask that question, I think it, it's just about uh, what what is perhaps the curious moment that you ever had in an investigation? Because everybody wants to know that. They want to know that you're a human, that you're scared like everybody else. <laughs> Actually, we haven't, seriously, we haven't had anything scary happen. We've had shocking moments. Yeah. We've had um, one instance where um, we were investigating a rec center, and you know how they, how they have the wooden bleachers? Mm-hmm. Something, the sound of something running full blast towards my brother-in-law was heard, and it stopped right in front of him. <laughs> and his thought was, okay, am I going flying through the air? You know, is something going to knock me down? I hope someone's catching this on camera, you know? <laughs> Interesting. Um, our most recent one, we had a tool thrown. We didn't know what it was. We just heard something slam, and it, it scared the, the bejesus out of us. We started looking around, and we found a, a tool that was out of place, and we tried recreating that sound, and that's the only thing we could come up with. I mean, of course, we went around trying to debunk everything, slamming stuff, maybe something slid against the wall. That was the only thing that could be heard. Um, doing our investigation, previously, I, I haven't seen any full-bodied operations or any ghosts or anything. I mean, I've experienced a paranormal activity, but never seen anything until I started this. And it was, I believe it was on our second case. 
I saw a full-bodied apparition walk past the doorway. And it's not that normal. You know, people think if you see a ghost, you, you turn tail, you turn white, you turn pale, you run away. For me, it was like, okay, what was that? You know, I seen something. No one was there. We, you know, we've established where everyone was. It couldn't have been anyone else. So what was it? And it wasn't, it wasn't a scary thing. It was a questionable thing. It made me more interested now. Hmm. As, as it would, I, I would think. If, I mean, that's what, I, you know, I can't figure a lot of ghost hunting groups that go out there. I mean, they're out there to try to find this stuff, and then when they find it, they're like, ah! Oh, yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's but you got to wonder if some people that do go out, half of them is expecting not to see anything. Right, exactly. Right, so then when you do see it, it's that shock value, you know? Right. Like, wow, there is something here, and maybe I'm just, you know, there, there's more to it than I originally thought, so. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, we started off, you know, we started off as, as you know, the, the ghost hunter type. Um, we we kind of made a separation between ghost hunter and paranormal investigator. You know, so we actually started off as ghost hunters. We, we, we went look, hunting for ghosts. You know, we wanted to see a ghost. We wanted to catch our ghost. Then when we started digging deeper, because like how you said, you look into something, it, it opens up another door to something else. And you're looking into more and more stuff, and now it's, it's like a whole new world opened up to us. So now we're, we, we are more into the research and investigation side. Okay, there was a strange sound there. Okay, was that a ghost, or was that something falling over? You know, we, we, we don't just jump right to the paranormal. It's how, how, you, how you mentioned earlier. We've got to eliminate all the logical explanations first, otherwise someone else is going to do it for us. Right. And, and our credibility will be shot right there. You know, what's interesting is, is the more you do it, I think you'll find the more activity you will run into. I mean, uh, we were doing, we do ghost hunt seminars, uh, and we were doing one at the old man in uh, Concord, Massachusetts, which is uh, the home of uh, um, MSN and Hawthorne lived there and, and so forth. But I was, I was doing a lecture in, uh, in front of about 30 people, and a book flew off the shelf. And it actually wow. went right by me and fell on the floor. Now, it wasn't like sitting on the, on the, on the shelf. It was in one of those metal caddies, but yet it, it flew off right by me and landed on the floor. It didn't drop off. And that was in front of 30 people. So and that's, it's a great place because I've had a, a baby carriage uh, actually go across the room and push someone. Uh, wow. Of course. So, I mean, that's the type of stuff that every paranormal investigator wants to see, experience, and, of course, film. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, that's, that's the thing you have to look for. I think the more and more you, you guys do it, uh, I think you'll find out that you're going to have more and more experiences. And I, and I think that's with most groups that are out there. Right. But I would try a psychic or a medium once in a while. You get nothing to lose. And it, it, it's interesting. I mean, you're there to understand the, the unknown, the paranormal. So by using a medium, that's a, another tool in your toolbox. And, hey. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I hate when he calls me a tool. <laughs> yeah, but, we, actually, I mean, we actually just got done. Um, uh, my, my brother-in-law and I, we were um, instructing the very first um, introduction to Paranormal Investigations course in the island. Um, so we had a bunch of students, and there was actually one that we really like, and she, she claims to be a sensitive. So we're thinking to use her and, you know, bring her along in some cases and um, exactly how you said, use her as a guide and try and, try and see um, if, you know, if her feelings can collaborate with, with our findings. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And, and I you think know, one of my mentors, um, one of my mentors is um, one of the one of one of one of the known um, psychic people down here in the island. So yeah, there there is there is that um like I said there is that belief in it, but you know just for the purposes of our group we we try to stick to the um, scientific side. Right, right. I understand that. That's that's your methodology, and it, that's fine. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you, what is the paranormal thought of in Hawaii? Uh, you know, you guys, ghost hunters. What are, are you thought like? being sacrilegious, or is it a good thing? They think this is a great idea. I mean, what is the opinion of the, the uh, local residents? 
Right now, I would say it's about half and half. Um, because of the shows coming out, a lot of people, um, a lot of people are catching on to it. But I'd say the majority are like how I mentioned earlier. They're more to the quiet side. It, you know, don't bother them. They're you know um, supposed to leave them alone. You're not supposed to be talking to ghosts. Um, ghosts are are demons. You know, and we hear we hear it all. Well, Preston, I hate to tell you this, but we've run out of time. Sorry about the uh, time mix-up, but uh, we'll definitely have you on again. Uh, we'll set up a, a link also on our website, too, so that anybody wants to find you. So thank you, you right. so much for calling in. Thank, oh, thank you guys in. very much. And, yep, Aloha. Oh, anytime. Aloha. Aloha. Well, I guess it's time to say, Ron. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, I wish we had him on a little bit more because uh, I, I want to find out more about quiet ghost hunting. I think it's a road trip. Road trip. So, good night. Good night. God, God bless. From ghoulies to ghosties. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. 